Hey everyone, welcome back to Secure Podcast, the series Crown of a Mom. We will be hearing from Queen Cassie. On this series, you will hear from moms kicking ass in their lives, different styles of doing it, different pasts that fuel them, but yet they all have something connecting them. Perseverance. Let's celebrate all the queen moms. But first, let's share some space with Cassie Sasaki Yamamoto, an incredible mommypreneur. She lives in Burbank, California with her husband, son, and two dogs. And she has quite the collection of trades under her belt. We will talk about her many ventures, her passions, and her experiences rising from life's difficulties. I hope you can feel our soul radiating through these frequencies. See you all on the other side. I want to introduce you guys to one of my great friends, Cassie. I'm going to speak a little bit about her, and then I'm going to give her a chance to kind of fill in her background and everything. Um, So Cassie is a little bit of everything. She's a mother. She's a wife. She has a beautiful little boy. She's got two other boy dogs. And then on top of that, she is in real estate. She's also uh, hustling on the side, doing lashes, which we just got finished with her doing my lashes. So feeling super glamorous. She also is, well, her and her husband have been pretty much trying to put their foot in the door in the cannabis industry. So we'll get a little bit more info on that. She also has this amazing passion for working with pit bulls and this amazing gift for training them loving them and nurturing them. And I want to touch on that too, because I feel like that's important just for the pit bulls as a race. And then for women who love pit bulls as much as Cassie and see the beauty in them and can speak a little bit more about their innocence and all of that. Okay. So I just hit over 30 and I have a two year old son been married for two and a half years now. Uh, been doing real estate for three years now. Uh, been doing my pit bulls uh, passion advocacy for about five years now. And just got into the cannabis industry, but really loving it. Always wanted to be involved in it. And it's going really well. And we really want more growth and to really pursue that. I want to start with a little bit more about your advocacy. And I'm glad that you said advocacy because I was trying to find a word. How do I want to introduce this? And it is. It's advocacy. So talk about a little bit more about what you did and how you advocated for them because all I knew was that you were training them you were working with them you were taking them to competitions and kind of showing the like soft side the softness and childlike nature of like pit bulls but advocacy is like huge so explain (laughs) that that's huge so I grew up with pit bulls. I've always known them to be very gentle. I, I knew we were roughhousing with them. They were always really good to us. So then when I owned one when I was like a teenager, I noticed a lot of people having a lot of judgments towards them. And it really bothered me. It really didn't sit well with me. And then as I got older, I, you know, I, was, I got my own house rental and I got pit bulls. And then I felt it even more of the discrimination and just it's almost like racism towards dogs. It's a breedist uh, type of mentality. And I really didn't like it. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to raise my pit bulls to be examples of just how great these dogs can be. So I did that and I was like, you know, I'm going to take it to another level. And then we created Tug Life Dogs. Um, the reason we call it tug life is because I do weight pull with them and weight pulling is like weight lifting with dogs pretty much. So, um, we did that and, um, 
created Tug Life, and we started creating a brand out of it, um, creating clothing, hats, stickers, things like that, just promoting pit bulls and you know positive vibes and things like that so uh, we have about 17,000 followers on Instagram now we've grown babe and I didn't know that yeah. Look, I just got chills <laughs> I didn't know that uh-huh. yeah and um, we just made a lot of friends like all over the world and it's just a great way to connect with people and uh, just really I just really like to show that dogs can it doesn't matter what breed that they are it's just about how you raise them their background their history just like human beings you know they just really need chances and Snaps, opportunity yeah and, yeah That's so true yeah so um, I've taken my dogs to competitions for dog shows weight pool um, done a lot of training with them and just really just like try to lead by example <laughs> so what would be something that you would um or a piece of advice that you would give to owners who right now have pit bulls and are maybe facing those issues of like maybe having issues finding somewhere to live or having to you know chain their pit bulls up or put muzzles on them or things because people in the streets are scared you know and all the things that go on on tv and how people just have this there's a stigma around pit bulls. Oh, so definitely. What would you say to them? Like, how can you help them also be a part of this? Uh, well, like I said, lead by example, but also responsible ownership goes a long way. I always, always promote responsible ownership. So do not let your dogs get loose. You know, don't let them be around, you know, kids if you don't know how they're going to react. You know, uh, don't let them be around people that you know are are going to be stereotyping them no matter what you know but just lead by example raise them as best as you can um, finding homes uh, to live in is is pretty difficult but it's not impossible it's just you know a matter of either money or finding you know places that are more acceptable towards the breed or having a really good real estate agent yes, like yes, Cassie yes. who can help you <laughs> yes I've been through it so uh, I do kind of know you know what channels to kind of look through to find you a place that would be able to accept a pit bull. What's a tip that if you would have known, it would have made it easier for you? Uh, definitely, you know, there is help out there. There's there's training that you can go to. There's free classes you can look up. There's always people that are willing to help. There's rehabilitation. Not all dogs, you know, are perfect. Some of them do need help. Uh, so there is help available. Don't give up on your dog just because they're sick or because they have a bad habit or things like that. You know, it's not always, everyone's not educated on how to train a dog. Yeah. So there's animal behaviorists. There's people out there that are willing to help. And it just depends on, like, how willing are you to, you know, put the time in. Every dog can become a, an amazing dog if you just invest that time into them. Yeah, that's huge. Does uh, Tug Life offer any of those resources? You can always come to me no matter where you, you go. We're at Tug Life Dogs on Instagram and Facebook. If you always ask for help, no matter where you're at, I will try to find somebody in your area that will be able to try to help you. That's awesome. Yeah. And the Cassie's constantly posting about doggies <laughs> that need new homes, so I can totally vouch for that. She is always making time for that. And you guys will hear a lot more about what her life consists of. And when you hear that, you're not even going to believe that this woman makes time to post about doggies who need home. So <laughs> I thought that was amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. I didn't know that you started that 
that? You started it with someone else? Yes, yes. I started it with somebody else. Uh, my partner, Nancy, she had a lot of background in fa- fashion. Uh-huh. So I didn't know anything about it. So when we started the branding for the cl- uh, clothing and hats and stickers, things like that, she knew exactly what to do. I you know, told her the ideas that I wanted, what we wanted to promote, like the designs that we wanted. And she would fine tune it for me and she would get it done. So we made a great team. Awesome. (laughs) So we can definitely put that information on the show notes. Um, Tug Life, where you can find them, their handles on Instagram or if it's just Facebook. Um, Also where you can get some of their uh, stuff, right? Their hats, their clothing and rep them. How you can get involved if that's something that you're interested in too. And how you can get help if that's what you're interested in as well. So thank you for that, babe. That's oh, amazing. <laughs> um, okay, so then we can kind of transition into what came after Tug Life for you. What was the next either passion project or what was the next kind of career or field that you jumped into? Like what came next for you? What came next was definitely real estate. I did that while I was pregnant. I uh, had to you know study, go to classes, pass my state exam. It's, I know definitely people have gone through a lot worse, you know, to get through it. Um, it wasn't easy, but it was possible. And real estate's very difficult. It's just like any other entrepreneurial job. You got to build your own business, have your own clientele, uh, you know, just really hustle to find your own way in, in this business. Otherwise, you will not succeed. 87% of real estate agents do not make it past uh, three to five years. Wow. 87%. And why is that? That's just because of the, w- the way the market is. It's just the way it is. It's a commission-based job. So if you're not, if you're not, you know, hustling, making sales, then you're not making any money. And that's really hard. Most people cannot make that kind of sacrifice to succeed. And I, I understand we all have responsibilities. Yeah. Uh, but real estate definitely has been something that I've loved. I've always loved uh, looking at homes. I've moved probably 10 times in my life. Uh, So I've been through rentals and helping people make purchases and sales, things like that. So I really enjoyed it. Definitely found a passion of mine. Uh, It's a lot of paperwork, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, I love it. It's very stressful, but it's a good job. Um, Definitely love real estate and being able to help people make the biggest purchase of their life. And then when we get to that finish line and they get their home that you know their first time home or their second home for their family or whether they're downsizing or they want to sell it's such a a great reward to be able to help them and see that they're just so happy like it's just the best feeling in the world so that's why I love real estate awesome (laughs) that answered the question I had for you coming next which is why do you stay in it because it sounds like it's really difficult and I've spoken to other real estate agents and I have heard that it's difficult and it's kind of a grind it's like nose to the grindstone every day every day every day at all times so it's it's can be very taxing but you clarified that it's like something that you feel like you're giving back to people oh definitely and I actually have had my experiences with Cassie in that she helped me get a rental um in the last relationship that I was in and she was just the most patient person. I'm also very, um, <laughs> what's the word? Like if I see something and I like it, I'm like, spontaneous. I'm just like, yep, I like it. This is it. I'm yes. going to do this. We had set up like three houses, I think, on one day or a weekend. And we showed up to the first one. I was like, nope, this works. 
I can make this work. <laughs> just throw some paint on the walls. And in the end, it did. But, I mean, Cassie was amazing. She was just so sweet and very, like, patient and walked us through. She showed up to help us sign the paperwork and even afterwards was there when I had questions or things like that. So, and then she's also helped my family find a home recently and um, they were kind of on a time crunch. Cassie was just so smooth about it and the transitions were so great and she was every weekend you know uh, dedicating time to them and really really listening to what they needed and what they wanted and being respectful of their feelings as well with everything that was happening they were getting evicted from their home the owner was selling and I told I told them about Cassie and Cassie just kind of came in like a guardian angel I swear my family loves her now because of all the time she invested into it and just the patience that she has with people guys it's incredible and I think that throughout this you guys are gonna catch that too she's just so patient and so sweet and so humble so I'm trying to get her to be boastful and it's not working it never works but that's why I'm here that's why I'm facilitating this because she will not but she is amazing guys she's amazing so same for you thanks so yeah so the whole house thing oops the whole house thing how did that even come about for you because you were pregnant at the time when you started right so was it because you got pregnant and you felt like oh I need to hustle now or I and I'll take that back because I feel like you've always been a hustler. So I don't think that it was because you were pregnant. It was crazy because I've had multiple people come up to me randomly and just tell me, like, what are you doing? Because I'd be working and literally, like, I was working at a gas station selling, like, cans of, like, this clean your car stuff. And this guy comes up to me and he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, do you want to try this? And he's like, no, what are you doing? Like, you, you're not supposed to be doing this. Like, God told me to come over here right now and tell you that you need to take your real estate exam and you need to become a notary and you need to do real estate. And I was just like, what? Like, I was just blown away. So random. Yeah, and he wasn't the only person. Were you even thinking about real estate at the time? I wasn't. I was not. Wow. And um, it's happened probably around two to three times to me, just random people coming up to me. And God's always popped into my life like that because he knows, like, that's how I'll listen to him, I think. so. (laughs) Not uh, from people you know, people that don't know you. Yeah, people that (laughs) do not know me and just come up to me and they're like, God told me to tell you this, you know? That's amazing. Yeah, so that's how I was just like, okay, I, I better listen, you know, I better get into real estate. And my father was in real estate, so it wasn't too difficult to figure things out. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's right. And you also are a notary. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I feel like you just hustle, girl. Like, I. okay, so then you, you, when you got pregnant, you were already starting the classes and all that. Yes. Okay. Yes. So. It is a process, so it takes. How like, long did it take you? I think it took me like six months. Okay. Yeah. And. Do you regret it or do you feel like it was a great decision and you're glad you it did it? It was a great decision. I'm so glad I did it. I, I can't believe that I've made it this far because I, I do know how hard it is now to be successful in being a real estate agent. And I'm just blessed with so many people that trust me with such a great, big transaction. So I'm very grateful for that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so then when you became a mom, how did that kind of affect what you were setting up for yourself and for your family right because I mean ultimately all of this is for your family how did that change when you got pregnant or when you had when you had Gage so when I had Gage uh, things kind of slowed down for me a little bit Um, I didn't start work again until he was three months old and then I started taking him with me to the office and everyone knew Gage and they knew, like, oh, if I was going to go to work, like, I was going to be carrying him in his carrier. I was going to have him with me in a stroller or whatever it may be. And luckily, 
every single client that I've had has been so understanding that I have to bring my son with me. We can't really afford childcare. It's very expensive. So we save on that expense by me taking him to work with me and my job's flexible. So I take him to work with me. Uh, it hasn't been easy. It's been stressful. Definitely. It's not easy to be doing, you know, tons of paperwork with him, you know, sitting next to me, he needs my attention. So I'd be like every five minutes, you know, getting distracted doing my thing with him but it gets done you know you learn to adapt I feel like women are multitaskers yes, so <laughs> and good at it yes very yeah. good at it yeah. so you learn to adapt and yeah just definitely um I feel like I've gotten it more down now and luckily real estate's a very like mobile type of thing so I can work from home I can go to my office I can go to Starbucks and as long as I have an internet connection um, yeah, exactly. So I go to houses, take gauge with me. It's no problem. Make it happen. That's amazing <laughs> because I think what made a difference for you was the fact that you were able to have gauge with you, that yes. you didn't have to worry about, well, I can't take him into the office or I can't take him into, you know, the board meeting or whatever it is, but pretty much you're able to take your kid into the office with you and nobody says anything. You don't feel pressured. You know, I think that that kind of a support goes a long way too. Definitely. And I think, I think I noticed that your mentor in real estate is also a woman, right? Or she's your boss. Oh, uh, she's a lender. She's a really good friend. Um, I definitely look up to her a lot. She's a hustling mom too. She does a million things. So she's definitely been a great support system. Um, we do Thrive Together, which is this whole weight loss Oh my thing. gosh, yeah. and Thrive, guys. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Yeah. Jeez, it's like everything she says, it's like, oh yeah, and I do this. Oh yeah, I forgot. I do this too. My gosh. She's married with a kid, y'all. Like, Just one kid. So I ain't, I ain't it doesn't like you. matter. I don't have any kids, girl, and I'm doing two things. <laughs> You're doing like a booklet, like one of those, like when you uh, unfold your wallet and a bunch of pictures pop out of it. You're like, like what the fuck was that writing? It's like, yeah, that's Cassie. She does a little bit of everything. Yeah, you wear multiple hats, <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes. So, I mean, going back to that, so. It's really important to have support like that yes. in the workplace. Yes, definitely. Right? And I think that it has a lot to do with the people you work with. Yes. So just if you work with people and in in make sure that you're supporting your mamas. Make sure that if a mama's got to breastfeed or a mama's got to mm -hmm. have her kid in the office that you're understanding and yes. that you're flexible because that could be the difference between that family having an extra amount of cash for that month or not. Yes. All because you were able to look past whatever is happening in that moment and yes. accept that this mother needs support. Yes. You know, that's huge. Yeah. That's also probably why you excelled so much besides you as a person, but like having support in your workplace. I agree a hundred percent. You don't have to worry about going in and getting stank faces. Like, exactly. why is your kid here? Oh my gosh. Like yes. that makes such a difference. No, they were so sweet. They would watch him for me when they knew I was busy. They didn't care that I was breastfeeding him. They would like dedicate a room for me. They'd find a room for me. I breastfed Gage till he was two. So, I mean, no, one and a half. I'm sorry. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a huge help when people are very supportive and they don't look at you funny for bringing your kid to work, clients as well. And it's just, it's very important to be able to support your moms out there yeah. who are working and caring for their kids. Definitely. I think that's really pretty big with millennials who have kids right now because not all of us have a grandma at home anymore. No, exactly. Like that generation is, it's a little, either they're too old 
take care of your kids or they just don't live around you. Yes. Um, I think also millennials, we're hustling. We're doing a bunch of things. So if you do have a kid and you, you have one of two options, you either hustle continuously regardless or you end up having to let go of a few things mm-hmm. in order to, you know, make things work. Yes. So it's a blessing when you do have the support yes. to be able to extend like that. Because I know everybody here works too, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, that whole stay-at-home mom thing is not, um, it's not, a, you know, it's not happening anymore. Uh, women nowadays are working more than men, so definitely yeah. feel like it's that's a thing of the past. It's not happening yeah, I think there's still women who do it, right? Yes, yes, but and there's I nothing think, wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, I think that because I, I do have a mommy who's going to be coming on, and she's stay-at-home right now. Um, I don't think it was by choice in the beginning, but definitely she's excelling in it. So I have seen both. I have seen one of both, but I think that what's important there is that to understand that we're a new Uh, it's a new generation Mm -hmm. and a new generation raising children Mm -hmm. and a generation of mothers right so we know we're hustling you know we're out there we're moving stuff around and i'm saying we because one day i expect to be a mother as well yes you will so it is we and it's just important for us to be aware of that like if you don't have a kid right now then you're on the other side just be supportive you know out in the supermarket be supportive yes you know because you're touching on the fact like you had so much to do and you had to do both like your son and your job Mm -hmm. and at times you can feel really stressed you can feel kind of like split into two different pieces because you're getting pulled in two directions yes so just considering that and always having that in the back of your mind when you see mommies and even people underestimate stay-at-home moms i feel like it's such a huge job it's they should be getting paid like hundred fifty thousand dollars a year yes yes yeah they're <laughs> they wear 10 hats themselves yeah. you know and i'm i'm i've home with my son a lot and I'm cooking cleaning working you know and it's definitely very difficult i think that's a all. big one too that's millennial millennials are starting to look for jobs that aren't nine to five mm-hmm. cubicle jobs we are starting to look for flexible schedules um remote remote sites right you can work from anywhere because of all of these other things we're trying to do because you really do need a dual income at least yes in order to even have a place to live rent a place and all of that so that's huge too and especially you you know that as a real estate agent like it's very expensive to live in california yeah Yeah. it's no joke yeah (laughs) um which is why i jumped on that house that cassie found for us i was like two bedrooms 1600 and whittier are you kidding me (laughs) oh my gosh okay so uh from there, where did that lead you? What happened after the real estate? Because girl just keeps hustling. It's like the gears are constantly turning with you. So after real estate, got into lashes too. I've been doing that for about five months now. Uh, really enjoy it. I don't really do it for the money. I know there's money in it, but it's more, you know, I just want to feel good. I enjoy my lashes. I've barely been learning like, oh, like, take care of yourself, you know, do your hair, do your nails, do things that makes you feel good because you deserve it. Yes. Self love. Because when you become a mom in the new, in the beginning, when you have a newborn, you forget all that. You don't even brush your hair. You barely even shower. You have throw up on you. You have pee and poop everywhere. It's like, you don't think about those things. But when, but when you start, you know, remembering like, Oh, I need to love myself too. Then you start, you know, getting back into that. Oh, okay. Let's do my hair. Let's do my nails. Let's do my lashes. So 
I want to be able to, you know, be able to make other people feel that, you know, love, self-love again, feel really good about themselves. So he wanted to get into lashes so I can give it to people affordably because it's very expensive. Yes. (laughs) And I do want to touch on that, but I want to come back to that. Remind me, I want to come back to how you are making it affordable and you're making, you're making it so that people have access to it that wouldn't otherwise have access to it to have a nice set of lashes and not have to worry about infection and all that because you do everything so clean and (laughs) and, you know very very detail oriented but the other part is like the self-love that you brought up what what was it for you that was like what's what turned on the switch inside of you or what was it that kind of pushed you into like you know what I should love myself or how did that come up for you like especially transitioning from mommyhood to like straight into real estate like full mode you know at what point did that come up where you said oh shit I'm not doing that yes I think it was I was very insecure I was feeling jealous I was getting a lot of resentment towards my husband because you know who knows like I just you know like you just start like picking at things in your life because you're unhappy and I was like you know what, I start, I need to start focusing on myself, I started listening to motivational videos, like, uh, I listened to this one gratitude video, um, that would just, like, repeat, like, I'm thankful for, you know, the sun, I'm thankful for the flowers, I'm thankful for fruits and vegetables, I'm thankful for my health, you know, things like that, and that really helped me just start building on, like, changing my mentality towards, you know, being grateful and start focusing on what I do have and the things that I earn my control I need to stop focusing so much on what's wrong in my life and start focusing on you know what I do have and what I can be grateful for and that's what really started changing for me and I was like you know what I I was sacrificing so much for my husband my kid you know my work and everything that I realize, you know, I need to start doing things for myself, you know, uh, just be a little bit selfish as weird as that sounds like we deserve, we deserve that, you know, yeah. as women and mothers, we do that a lot. We sacrifice so much and we start almost building a little bit of resentment if we're not like seeing it being appreciated. So just got to start being selfish a little bit, do what makes yeah. you happy and there's nothing wrong with it. And I want to, I want to touch on that too. Like being selfish gets such a bad rap. You can't be selfish without automatically being called a bitch or selfish itself. Like why is that called selfish mm-hmm. when you're taking care of yourself? Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be. And it I think that be. that gets put on women's shoulders and it turns into a burden and it's like a responsibility that shouldn't be mm-hmm. a responsibility. Mm-hmm. Like, you shouldn't have to be selfish inherent. I mean, you shouldn't have to be selfless uh-huh. inherently just because you are a mother or just because you are a woman. Yes. It shouldn't. That's, no. that's not the way it should work because mm-hmm. that's how we stop taking care of ourselves. Because we're kind of brought up, for a lot of us, I think it's something that we learn really young, like early on. And then for the rest of us, it's something that comes like kind of like a programming throughout our relationships and stuff like that but that's huge it's it's so important to be selfish and I think more people need to say that yes I think it's starting to I'm starting to hear that more people starting to talk about it like yeah be selfish do you worry about you first Uh because 
at the end of the day, everything trickles down from you to your husband, to your son, right? The way you feel affects them, right? You get up, Cassie gets up at like five in the morning, I think earlier (laughs) than that. And her husband and her are Snapchatting these BLT sandwiches that she's getting up to make. You know, she's getting up and getting her kiddo and all this stuff. So it's like that, that's not selfish. That's selfless, right? But she needs some selfish time after that to balance it out. Yeah. So I'm glad. I'm glad that you did find that. And it wasn't as hard. Well, I don't know. It was your experience. But it seems like sometimes it takes a lot of difficult situations to happen for us Mm -hmm. to realize that we need to take care of ourselves. Yes. But I'm glad that for you, it seems like it was a really smooth transition into loving yourself better and more. Thank you. So that's awesome. Yes. Thank you. So I think from there is where kind of lead into like Thrive, right? Yes. Thrive was part of that. Yes. You taking care of yourself. Yes. So you want to talk about that? Yes. So Thrive is, it was first introduced to me by my friend uh, Crystal the Lender. And I was like, I've gained like 50 pounds when I had my kid and I've lost 30 pounds, but I still have like full 20, 25 pounds. And it's been really hard for me, as I'm sure some women can say for themselves after having kids, it's been really hard to lose some of that weight. So uh, I saw on Thrive, a lot of my friends were taking it and losing weight and feeling and looking good. And they were talking about this energy and mental focus. And I didn't know what they were talking about. And my friend gave me a sample and I fell in love. I've gotten addicted to it because it's giving me, it's a plant-based, you know, product. It's giving me so much energy. I feel focused. Like I almost feel like superwoman when I take it. And it's like usually things like I'll see responsibilities piling up and I don't want to do them. But with Thrive, I'm just like, I can knock that out. So I'll do it. I do it. Bam, 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 bam. And I'm just doing everything and I feel great. And it just feels so much more productive. And it just really gave me the energy that I was lacking And I feel like energy is so important because when you don't have that energy, we get frustrated easily. We're impatient. You know, we take it out on other people. And now that I have that positive energy in my life, I just feel I can deal with things. And I'm just a much happier person. And the perk of it, too, is that I've lost some weight and my body's changing a bit. And I go to the gym more. So I really enjoyed it. I'm almost addicted to it now, even though it's expensive. But luckily, if you can get people to do it with you, then you can kind of get like credits towards yours. That's worked for me. And I want to point out that it's not that Cassie's sitting here promoting like a certain type of body image. No. But it definitely, I think that what you what you explained was it made me feel better. Yes. It made me feel better about myself. Yes. And it made my days go by more balanced, you yes. know? And I think that that's good. It's good to take note of that. Nobody's telling you that you have to look a certain way. No. But you just need to be where you are feeling good. Mm-hmm. And that's different for everybody. Yes. So, and I, we were talking about this, about how I've lost weight and how I've done it and how I feel like, you know what? I'm good with this new weight that mm-hmm. I'm at. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel sexy. I feel yes. good. Yes. I just... Voluptuous. Yeah. Yes. Like, I like the little <laughs> extra meat here and there. I just yes. don't want to feel winded when I'm walking around, running around and stuff. Yes. And I think that that's important to note, too. And the whole Thrive thing is something that I'm also trying. I'm going to start trying it with Cassie because I've seen how amazing I mean Cassie already has great energy but 
to see the way she kind of knocks out her days. Like, this girl, I don't know when she sleeps, when she shits. Like, honestly, <laughs> she's... So, it, and I tried one of the days, and then it, it did. It was a lot of energy. So, definitely, if that's something that you're interested in, you can reach out to Cassie and get more information. I'm kind of reviewed with you pertaining yes. to that. So, I wanted to go back, because I forgot to talk about um, your pricing for your lashes. So, Cassie <laughs> refuses to charge more than what she's charging right now. And I'm not going to tell you guys what she's charging but it's ridiculous <laughs> she's charging not enough at all i literally now i come to her only for my lashes i loved my lash lady before she was great she was amazing but the pricing was a little you know um steep yeah it, it kind of hurt my pocket you know and and i work hard i bust my ass i, I do yes, have my do. nine to five um so i do have that and I also have bills and I have loans and stuff like that. So I was starting to feel guilty for taking care of myself in that way. You mm -hmm. know, after you do your nails, you do your hair, you do your eyebrows, you do your eyelashes. It's girl. I mean, we're being, we're being honest. So f I was probably spending like 300 to $400 a month just on that stuff. Mm -hmm. So for Cassie to come up and I'm telling her, Cassie, you're doing lashes, girl, you should not be charging that much. Like, you know how much, People are charging right now, and my lashes look good. Like, you're doing good. And she's like, no, I'm not doing it for that. And it, it's honestly, guys, she just she really does not do it for the money. I swear. I just laid here, and she did my eyelashes, and she's just so calm. And I'm kind of like, all right, bitch, are we done? <laughs> are we done yet? And she's the one who's doing all the work, but... I'm like, no, it needs just, to be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I just want, I want to talk about that because that's important. I think that it's important also to provide access to something that has made you feel good. Oh, yeah. It's a part of like walking the walk, not just talking the talk. Like she sat here and she said, hey, I had a moment where I re realized I needed to love myself more. Mm -hmm. And how do I, what am I doing now? I'm turning around and I'm giving that gift to other women as well. Because when Cassie had told me she was doing lashes, or I think you posted about it. And I said, cool. And around that time, I was starting to kind of wean myself. I was like, I need to wean myself off these lashes because it's too much money. And I reached out to Cassie and I said, hey, Cass, how much would you charge me to do a fill? You know, because I'm hurting right now and I just, I can't go and do that whole thing. And she said, girl, come in. Like, don't worry about it. Come in. And I did. And I love them. And after that, I was like, girl, I'm not going anywhere else. I'm going <laughs> to stay with you. And it really is. It's a love thing. It really is a love thing. You know, I think it's an environment that you create when people come and do their lashes here. Mm -hmm. And girl, she does it from her studio. Okay. <laughs> and the love is here, guys. So well, I'll give you the, the mic now to kind of talk a little bit about why why you're like that, like what, what you get out of it. And I think you kind of talked about it, but that is a special attribute and a characteristic to have as a person to want to give back. So. Maybe it's, I don't know, selfishness, but I love seeing people happy. Like I love giving gifts. I know you're like that too. Yes, I, I love giving <laughs> gifts. So it's like that selfish reward of seeing people happy. And I know how it makes me feel beautiful. So I'm sure like other people feel beautiful with their lashes and, you know, I know that I'm not like a professional, those, like those people that charge $300 an hour, but hey, I'll do what I can for people that need it and I know it'll make them happy. I know like women, we love feeling beautiful and it's, you know, beautiful can come in all different shapes, sizes, colors. It's not a matter of the outside really, it's about your inside. I've always been all about that. So it's about how you feel inside. It's all about your heart. 
So if you're feeling good, if you have a good heart, you're the most beautiful person in the world to me. So I think that's what matters. Yes. Yes. Snaps. <laughs> you and, and Taku's getting into or trying to break into this cannabis industry, right? I think that's been especially difficult because we have some big big guys right in the business and some big guys are definitely taking a dominant role in that <laughs> cassie's husband and her baby just came out of the bedroom oh bless, bless you, you. so yeah. life never ends yeah <laughs> literally yeah. this is what we're talking about yes 24 7 yes. yes so yeah so it's been i think we were talking about how it's been a little bit difficult to break into that cannabis industry and we were talking about how there aren't a lot of women that you know or that I know that are in the industry. Yes, and I definitely want to change that. Uh, definitely, I want to have more women involved in this, and I want to be that breakthrough to try to change things and be that go-to person for products and services, things like that. And we've definitely you know, got our foot in the door, so now we're just running with it. We've definitely had a lot of struggles and failures, and it's all just been learning lessons. We don't take it as you know, a big hit because it's like a win and then a loss, a win and then a loss. And I'm sure that's like every business. So it's just a matter of not giving up. So um, we've been, you know, definitely putting ourselves out there and just trying every single avenue that we can to just grow in this industry because it's a great uh, medicinal herb and it really helps a lot of people my my dad's even using cbd lotion now for his aches and pains and i know a lot of people use it for anxiety or for sleeping and it just really has a bad stigma but it's not as bad as people think it's really not uh you know a, a drug per se it's more of a naturally made god-given herb i dig it i totally dig it i i was we were talking about how Cassie is going to be the woman that's going to come and break down these freaking ceilings and bust through these doors. But it can happen. It really can happen. And it's a new industry. It's something that's up and coming. Not new, but it's newly accepted. Yes. And it's definitely growing. And it's something that a lot of people advocate for. So Taku is Cassie's husband. Taku and Cassie are pretty much a mom and pop organization right now trying to work themselves up into the actual market so if you guys have any more questions about that or anything like that i'll definitely put information where you guys can reach them and ask them personally for more information but now that we have <laughs> baby gage here we can probably start talking a little bit more about mommyhood i wanted to give you give you the opportunity to talk more about what you did and what you did as a woman uh, before going right into what you do as a mommy um, because I want to make a really clear line of separation between the two because one doesn't mean the other, right? Um, no. And one doesn't identify you as a whole. Mm-mm. They're just parts of you. So I want this whole series is about kind of like an ode to mommies and an ode to millennial mommies because we're doing things differently um, because we have different situations and different resources nowadays. But I think it's really important that we understand that for all of us that have friends who are mommies that just because they are moms doesn't mean that that's all that they are identified as. Now, what I wanted to ask is how has your life changed with having a baby and how has that affected kind of the way that you identified yourself? So the difference between a mom and being a woman, 
Well, not being a oh, mom okay. and being a woman because okay. you're still both. Yes, yes, you're yes. You're still yes. both. Yes. And more what I wanted to ask is like, how did the way that you perceived yourself, it did it change at all with you having a baby? You know, how did that change the way that you were perceived or how did that change the access you had to certain things? From family, they definitely expected a lot. They expected a lot of sacrifice, a lot of uh, just staying at home, taking care of your kid, not having fun. Um, and I did do that. I did that for a while. And that kind of went into the whole like being selfish again, uh, giving yourself self-love. I did that for a long time. And then I was getting very unhappy with just, you know, caring for my kid 24-7, which doesn't, I don't want, want that to sound bad, but... I just needed some time to yeah. do what I enjoy. Yeah. So I Which is karaoke. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's not even, she doesn't go out to party, guys, okay? <laughs> this is not her, like, I want to go and shake my ass at night. Like, it's yeah. not, it's karaoke. It's good old-fashioned karaoke. Yes, yes. So I'm not a great singer, but I enjoy she karaoke. Is. No, she is. Jackie's a really amazing singer. That's something that we have in common. We love and it's, to sing. Yes, yes, it's really brought us closer together, but definitely um, going out and just doing what I love, which is karaoke, having just that one night, you know, every couple months or every other month or whatever it may be to just go out and do what I love, you know, have a couple drinks and not have to worry about my child, which it was really difficult at first. You don't trust other people with your kid and things like that. I did not I did not trust my husband to do everything that he needed to do, but you just kind of got to let go and just let them learn and just learn to trust. And that goes a long way with you not like bugging your husband like, hey, how is he? Did you feed him? You know, things like that. Yeah. So it was a learning lesson and uh, being perceived as a mom and like how I saw myself, it was really hard I think I feel like I had a little bit of postpartum in the beginning I felt a lot of disconnect <laughs> I felt a lot of disconnect from my son I didn't look at him and I was like oh yeah that's my kid um I, I had to remind myself not that I didn't care for him or love him I I literally did not sleep I worried about him every single second it was just more of a matter of uh you know feeling like he was mine and that I was a mom uh it finally you know, started to sink in, I'd say a couple months after he was born. And now definitely, you know, I've accepted it. I, I hear myself calling myself a mom and things like that. And just a lot of learning what like true happiness and true love really is yeah. because um, I've never loved anybody like I love my son. And I think two things that you said are really, really important. One is the pressure <laughs> the family puts on us young moms yes. or millennial moms yes. because we're in a space where gener generationally we're raising children different our parents raised us one way the way we're raising our children is completely different so they have expectations they're projecting on you right yes. and then the, and those those expectations <laughs> include being selfless yes you know sacrifice yes. i think sacrifice gets thrown around mm -hmm. so much mm -hmm. and it's you don't need to sacrifice to be a good mother. No. It's maybe sometimes, but not everything. Not yeah. your well-being, not your mental health, not your happiness. Yes. Actually, those things are detrimental for your kid's happiness and his well-being and yes. his mental health. So 
so that's one and then the other one letting go when you do take the time right Mm -hmm. trusting that your partner will take care and I think that that's also something that is important to know because it's us letting go of of control over a situation exactly right because the postpartum is real that's definitely real and a lot of mommies go through it and a lot of mommies don't talk about it so what did you do to when you felt that or when you realized that did you get help did you talk to people or did you kind of just bite your lip and it was more of a matter of asking for help I just used to do everything myself and it was a matter of like not trusting him it was a matter of building resentment because I didn't think that he wanted to step up and do it so I felt like asking for help and really just learning how to communicate it like hey do you think you can you know you know feed him do you think you can stay up with him tonight do you think you can watch him while I'm gone that I think that's really going a long way uh, as far as our relationship just being a team my friend Crystal again she told me you know like we need to just like let go put it on them you know like let them like not really like resentfully let them feel what we do but just gotta trust them let them do it and then realize what we do you know like it's not easy or realize what they can do yes or realize what they can do yeah because i think it's important not all men are the same and not all women are the same i think that that's like a perception that we've kind of been burdened with by our generations by our past generations yes but what you proved was that if i just ask i'll get it Mm -hmm. you know so all of a sudden instead of like not having help it was i wasn't asking for help exactly which is a huge difference yes right and then we learned that i you have support all around you yes you just need to ask for it yes it's not just gonna kind of show up yes which i think that we make the mistake of believing that help would just show up exactly but we do need to ask for help yes and it's not a bad thing to ask for help it's not it's not and it's actually a sign of strength yes it's not weakness yes it's it takes strength to be able to let go of that control like you said and to give them trust and not sit there over their shoulder telling them exactly what they need to do doing things our way you know they can have their own way of doing things and my husband is so great with my son my son respects him so much, and my husband actually gets a lot further with my son than I do. Um, I don't know what it is, but I'm just like, why is he so good with you? <laughs> and it gives me such a hard time, you know? But, you know, that's just how it is, and it's it's really taught me a lot as well. Like, it's, things don't have to be done my way for it to be the right way. Exactly. The key to success is the right way isn't always your way. Exactly. Sometimes the right way is somebody else's way. Yes. And that that's in any relationship, friendships, professional, you know, romantic. That's huge. Yes. Let's talk a little <laughs> bit more about other things you do for self-love. So karaoke is one of them, right? Yes. No, And, and the feeling no guilt for it, too. Mm-hmm. You really have to allow yourself the space to do that. Exactly. Detach yourself. Yes. So I wouldn't go out with my friends before. I wouldn't go and have a lunch or anything like that. I'd feel so guilty. I didn't leave my son for ever overnight. Like I I couldn't even leave him for one night. It was just so much guilt and worry about doing those things. So I went on like my first Vegas trip overnight with my friends and just started, you know, being able to, you know, 
ask for help babysitting and not feel guilty about that so I can do some work so I can you know go have a, a date night with hubby like that's really helped our relationship a lot too because we've definitely had major struggles along this way that we've only been married for two and a half years or so uh, figuring out that we need to focus on each other once in a while and really just in like just enjoy ourselves together without our son that went really far and having date nights and just remembering what it was like to be like dating again because um, having a kid getting married uh, working you know just really struggling to support the family and figure each other out all in such a short time period is it's been a lot really communicate with each other that's like the main thing that we've learned is communication uh, whether it's asking for help or the way we talk to each other. Um, so self-love has really helped me become a stronger person to be able to let my insecurities kind of go, let my jealousy go because I had gained so much weight. I was super insecure. I just really trust my husband, you know, that he's not going to cheat on me or leave me or things like that. Um, because he has left a couple times and we just didn't have a loving relationship anymore. So me being able to take that step back and be like, you know what, like I want him to be happy and I need to just focus on what I can control and what I can do. And so I just started focusing on work. I started focusing on being a good mom and being more present with my son instead of like always doing those things has really helped me learn like what I'm capable of. Like, oh my gosh, like you start recognizing like, wow, like I wake up in the morning, I make breakfast, I go to work, you know, I'm taking care of my son during the same time. I take care of the home, you know, I try to do things after hours 24 seven. I'm not, I don't ever turn off. I don't really ever sleep. Um, and then I make time to enjoy myself too, like have a beer at night, things like that. That's really helped me learn that you know, like, oh, wow, I can do all these things, you know, and there's nothing wrong with it. And I don't need somebody else to make me happy to, you know, fulfill my happiness. So um, that's what's really taught me a lot along the way. And really just hitting that rock bottom has helped me realize this, sadly. But that's but what that's it takes what it sometimes. Takes, yeah. Yes. I think that when we do hit rock bottom, the way up is a lot brighter mm -hmm. and a lot clearer. Yes, definitely. Because we're coming from the deepest, darkest hole yes. that we've been in so far. So, yeah, yes. that's the way it goes. Yeah. What really hit me was that me thinking that I was going to have to be a single mother uh, when my husband left um, from me nagging him all the time. I was really like, okay, like, I'm going to have to be a single mom. So what I have to do, I'm going to have to take care of myself. I'm going to have to make money. I'm going to have to be self-sufficient because I did rely on him to be the stable income since I was commission only. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to get off my butt and I'm going to do everything, like be able to do everything on my own without him. So that's what really kickstarted it for me. And now I'm just, we're just keeping it going. One of the things that I talk about besides self-love is magic. I'm talking about magic that we find within ourselves and magic that we find in our life. What has that been for you? Um, what kind of like magic do you see in your life? Definitely say God has brought me very far in my life. Um, he's been very magical and like a miraculous worker in my life. I've made it through a lot because of him. Um, another thing would just be uh, focusing on the future for ourselves. Like what can I leave my son 
so that way his life is set so that way he can build upon something and not be left with debt or not be left with problems and drama or anything like that so, so i think i just want to sorry i just yeah. want to point out that you went from like protecting like protection mode oh. to survival mode yes yes to now to grateful and mindful mode yes exactly and like the transition between those were switches going off inside your head like yes. this is not working I need to change something. This yes. is not working. I need to change something. Yes. And that was brought on by self-love. And that was maintained by the magic that you realized that there was in your life. Yes. Right? Because now I feel like you went through the protecting yourself mode in the beginning. Yes. And then after somewhere in the middle, you went through the survival mode when you realized, oh, shit, I can lose my partner. Mm-hmm. And then you went into, I just got to survive. I got to make things work. And then realizing that actually you have a whole lot of things around you yes. that help you make it work. Yes. And you have a whole lot of people around you who help you make it work. Yes. And then being grateful for what you had and not dwelling on what you didn't have. Exactly. And then from there, more magic came. Yes. Because yes. that's when I think that you started seeing more fruits. Uh, I would say like letting go of like, pride and just being um stripped down like to you know almost thinking that you know um, I have nothing pretty much of and really just seeking help you know whether I I was reading the book that you gave me every night really just watching videos and things like that um just try to like uplift yourself and kind of change things uh, your mentality about things because life is all about perspective and I yes. truly believe that yes. you know we could sit here and you know feel sorry for ourselves all day or we can change our mindset really just focusing on you know I have my son I have my family I have a house to live in I have a job it was just a matter of using those resources and really just you know trying to grow in them being grateful for you know any little small thing you know like a small day where my son was really happy and we had like a lot of laughs about something you know that really took me very far and just really like expanding and growing upon that and just trying to you know hold on to those things instead of like focusing like you said on like the negative yeah Yeah. I'm not sure if that answered your question okay yeah because I think that's what it is like when you make a conscious decision to change your perspective Because there's always so many ways to look at a situation. And whatever perspective you decide to take has a huge influence on what comes next in your life. Or who comes into your life. Yes. So when you focus on yourself and when you focus on improving yourself and being happy, then you bring people into your life who also want that for you. Yes. But when you focus on being sad, being alone, being poor you, or, or wearing this victim hat, then you call in victim situations and victim experiences. You see these patterns. When you change your perspective, you start changing what's coming into your life. Yes. Right. And now that you mentioned that, um, I did realize too when I was thinking I was going to be a single mother that I started looking back at my past and what I've been through. You know, I've been through an abusive relationship. I've been through being like somewhat like homeless, um, you know, living out of my car for a bit, like for a month, um, you know, having a shower and, you know, stuff in the parks. Yes. Like, so, you know, 
going through all that and just realizing how far you've come and just realizing that you know what you do every day and how much you do and just being a, like appreciative of what you have and what you're capable of doing you know you have two arms two legs you have hands you have health um you know you you're able to put food on the table for your kid you know you just kind of got to take each achievement and really celebrate yourself celebrate what you're doing because it goes so far versus you know focusing on anything else you know you just really got to celebrate yourself and build yourself up and I think that's what really got me through what I was going through what has been your takeaway in this entire experience the jobs the getting pregnant and then going straight into a career the abusive relationship in the past like which is something that we didn't get a chance to touch on today but I think that it's another huge topic that needs to be talked about how you got through that mm -hmm. so just like all these things that women go through on a daily basis I feel like that's where you learn what you're capable of completely stuck where you're at you know you, you just have to expand try to find new things try to you know heal yourself try to help yourself and ask for help uh, communicate with other people don't keep everything to yourself being able to express yourself whether it's music writing reading whatever it may be uh, you know just all those channels really can help it's not a matter of you know being so strong and so self-sufficient so independent like that's it's good that people can do that but I know I'm a weak person I need help I need you know love I need other people to and other outlets to really just um, help myself like grow and help myself feel certain ways uh, I can't do it on my own uh, so uh, I feel like that's really taught me a lot in life and um, just really just changing my focus on things you know instead of focusing on all the bad and what isn't there and what we don't have and changing it to being grateful and mindful and being present and just really just learning to find love in everything that really goes a long way because love is all around we just need to change our perspective well, like you said just being able to help other people and being able to share your experience with them whether it's God whether it's problems whether it's relationships whether it's motherhood whether it's professional you know um, I feel like that can go a long way and just being able to be vulnerable like you said and just you know be able to be honest with yourself and with other people that goes really really far there's like nothing to be embarrassed about um you can always just um, grow from it pretty much yeah just be honest with yourself yeah thank you babe thank no, you thank so you. much <laughs> today Cassie's shared some of her journey as a woman and as a mom. She opened up her space and led us into her experiences. And for that, I am so, so grateful. Through today's talk, I learned more about my beautiful friend than I expected. She is even more amazing than I knew. I hope that through her sharing, someone out there was able to find some inner strength, inner magic, and inner love to continue on the journey life has placed them on. And I hope that together, we were able to leave a little more secure in your space and a little less silence in your heart. Until next time, babes. <laughs>